Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by our friends at Thor MX. Thor MX, the gear of choice of Ryan Villapoto, uh, the defending two-time Monster Energy Supercross champion. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks to, for supporting our sponsors. And uh, we're going to wrap up Atlanta the best way we know how to here on this podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line is uh, my boss, my chauffeur this weekend, Jason Wygant. And thank you for not getting me sick, at least so far so good. That was an excellent move to get your own room this weekend. Yes. Brilliant move on your part. Yeah, thanks very much. And uh, somewhere in the Midwest, uh, visiting uh, Western Power Sports dealers, Fly Racing USA's Jason Thomas. Yeah, when you said that, I actually had to kind of think for a second where I was. But, right. yeah, I'm, I'm in St. Louis right now. I regularly, after the race, I always try to make a point of saying the city that we're in before I interview someone, and I – Sometimes forget. I literally cannot remember. Yeah, you you always think that like musicians are such idiots when they say the wrong city when they come out, but yeah, then right. you start to understand how they can do it. Um, I want to first of all, right off the bat, I think I deserve huge props this weekend for digging deep, wanting it, sticking it out, and being. Uh, you can hear it in my voice. I'm still plugged up and stuffy, and and I just you know. I mean, yeah, the I fact was... that you want applause or recognition is shocking to me. Yeah, but... okay, yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I don't know if, JT, if you heard the description that I did. This is what really proved his worth to me. On Friday, Steve said that he's so sick that he couldn't even eat. And then I knew, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, he must be sick. I was out, dude. I didn't eat a thing. Yep. Wow. Ah, dude, I'm... I'll be honest with you. I don't really, uh, this is, we're getting off topic, but I don't see Matt to eat that much. Uh, just, just go with the jokes, dude. No, yeah, go with the jokes. But you know what? It, um, you're not the only person who said that, for real. No, People... I actually agree with you, Jason. Oh, maybe it was... that's not really funny. Yeah, maybe Wygant, you've said that before, <laughs> where you're like, I yeah. don't really see the... Yeah, I, I don't... it's metabolism, no, man. it's never it's... like anything crazy. It's metabolism, um, bro. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anyways, um, where do we start first? Uh, James Stewart winning his first race of the year. Uh, Will Hong winning his first race ever. Evan Ferry. Winning the KJSC. I, I'd like to start with Evan Ferry myself. I'm sure you would. Um, great ride by Evan. Third after the first practice. Came in, got some tips from Dad. Went out, dominated a second practice. Grabbed the whole shot in the main, never looking back. Phenomenal performance. And he was only hired by KTM for test riding, correct? Oh, you're really going to run with that. Well, hey, for real, though. And, and we're all buddies with Red Dog and uh, and Brian Deegan's kid rode Anaheim, and Stefan Everts, who has something to do with KTM, his kid is riding Indianapolis. There was a thread on our favorite message board, Vinyl MX, about favoritism. 
you know, it's supposed to be a random draw, but then KTM says that they can elect to select special kids or whatever. Nobody on this call has a problem with former pros' kids racing this thing, right? I mean, it's a win-win, right? Yeah. Dude. I mean, I mean, there's still, what, 15 other guys or 14 other guys? Yeah. There were, there were people on Vital very angry about this, of course, but. Uh, yeah. I just feel like, welcome to life. I mean, just that's every situation you're ever going to be in, in in life, really, you know? Right. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, I think it just adds, I mean, it just adds a touch of coolness to the race and, a, and a, you know, a little twist and. You know. Yeah, they're not they're not there to be, you know, fair to the masses. They're there to put on a show. Yeah, uh, and down to it. Hey, you don't want to. But on a serious note, for the KGSC, I, I admit I was one of those guys that near the initial run, and you know, we've I've been going to supercars since nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety six. I was near the end, like going, okay, all right, all right, KGSC, all right, okay. But like everything, you know. Um, you take it for granted, maybe. And now that it's back this year, it's really good. It's a really good halftime show. Why again? Well, uh, here's, I think, why it wasn't missed so much when it was gone at first. For one year, the first year it was gone, do you remember they actually had freestyle at Supercross? Yeah, Jagermeister team, Kenny Bartram, Cowboy Kenny. Right, and the crowd was into it. They were. So it didn't yeah. leave this gaping hole in um, the show, the very – the. The first year it was gone, it wasn't missed because the crowd was still into something. <laughs> then the next two years, or however long it's been, it's been tough block contests and people running around in fat suits. Um, that's when it was obvious that it would really benefit from bringing this thing back. It's pretty popular. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that it kind of needed a break, maybe. You know, it uh, kind of renewed interest, kind of went away for a little bit. Right. But it was definitely... Uh, Definitely been a welcome return, I think, that you're right about that. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right, on to the race. Um, what in the hell is going on with these tracks? We have another whole shot winner winning the race. Brian Villapoto telling me after the race, I can only push as hard as the track lets me. Um, you know, and again, maybe that's a little bit of sour grapes. I don't think so. Um, basically, universally, everyone's saying, I don't know, man. It's just, it's so tough out there. I thought we'd see something different in Atlanta on the East Coast. Now, granted, Atlanta's not Atlanta from back in the day, but still thought it would be different. Um, what's going on? This is this. I thought the track was cool. It looked neat. It had a sand section, had a wall, short whoops, only one triple, which is always good. Just all that's all we need is one triple. Um, but man, it was boring racing. Everyone was gapped out pretty good, and that was it. Why again? There's we we got to have an intervention here. Well, I think it, it points to a very large problem in the sport, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to go there because it's never to be brought up. Ra- never Ra- to be Ralph Shaheen? Up. What's that? Ralph Shaheen? No, I'm not bringing up Ralph. Ralph's my boy, and I think he does a great job. No, he does, but yeah, just people think he's a right. problem in the sport. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going there. Um, Ralph and I are super tight buds, so I wouldn't do that. But as far as, okay, Nobody really knows who runs this show. Who would you even ask? We are media people with a legit media question. We're not out to get people. We're not digging into things that we shouldn't know about. In any other sport, we would be able to ask questions of someone. Who is the point person for this? Like, if you're telling me that this is all Rich Winkler, the, who owns Dirtworks, there's, there's more at play than him, right? Like, isn't oh, obvious? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, JT? Right. right? I mean. For track design? 
design slash building yeah, everything. Like, um, had some interesting meetings lately, and we'll see where those lead. But getting some insight about it, and yeah, it's it's definitely them designing the tracks when it comes down to it. But I, I'm kind of learning the the chain of command when it comes down to approving them and making changes. And I, I think the real problem lies in. Um, by the time, you know, people realize that the tracks aren't good, they're already, you know, put to dirt, you know, and then it's then it gets real difficult to make sweeping changes. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know the answer. Obviously, there's a problem passing. This weekend was one of the worst I've ever seen. Um, yeah, and, it, and the proof is there. Like, the guys are just going one, two, three, four. Like they're and, and look again. In practice, there was nine guys in the same second in the 450 session. And you know me, I'm a big Michael Lessie fan. But he was in that same second, and I'm sorry, he's not as good as those guys. So, we got a problem. We got a way too easy track when the 800 is in the same second as the number one guy. And again, great great racer, Mike. Um, riding okay this year. But we got to up this difficulty level. And I just, I mean, we, we talked on and on and on last year about the injuries. And I said it, and I yelled it from the mountaintops, that it was just a fluke year. Just one of those years. The year before, 2011, was an awesome year. The best year ever. I read it in a few press releases. Um, so, you know, we're overreacting to, to our mass rash of injuries last year. And they're doing this on purpose, Wygant. Yeah, feel- but, okay, but that goes back to what my original point is. Let's go larger than just thinking about the tracks. Who is they? What decision did who make? Like, we can't... Well, I, I really believe it's questions. failed. I really I, I believe I wouldn't even know who to ask. I really believe it's failed. Absolutely. Right. But it's a larger thing where, like, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Every Monday when I go into the Gibbs shop, Coy says, hey, I got an assignment for you this week. Draw me a flow chart so I know who to talk to at these races to make changes. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like his favorite joke. Draw me a flow chart. Right, right. So, okay, we have legit questions about the tracks. We're not, like I said... We might find out stuff that say, oh, they're doing this for a good reason. Like, we're not out to get them. We just want some answers. What is the problem? And I would not even know who to ask. And it's not Rich Winkler because if you – obviously, it's not him. I just do the tracks, and no one weighs in at all. Like, clearly, there's more to it than that. It's too big a sport for one guy to make these decisions. So what is go- – do we know for a fact they changed it for safety reasons? We, no one's even said that. We're just assuming it. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a good assumption. A good chance, right, but yeah. we shouldn't have to operate on assumptions. Like, right? You, I don't know. No other sport would operate this way. That's ridiculous. JT, it's long believed with the racers, and maybe you don't want to say this, but it's or maybe you can decline to say this or something or answer this. But it's I, it's my belief that it's long believed by the racers of the sport that it's time for Dirtworks to either go or be radically revamped. They're they're too comfy. Yeah, I. Now I don't. I'm not saying that's correct. It's not my opinion, but the racers in the pits. Yeah, I, I think they do a, a good job with a lot of things. I really do. Like their time constraints, and um, you know, like the, the way they fix the track. And I think they do a lot of good things. Of course. Uh, I, I think there needs to be a lot more communication on what the riders feel need to be changed, and it, exactly what you were talking about, Weege, as far as um, you know, the flow chart and who to talk to and uh, that's one of the problems I've been working on is, you know, there's 50 different voices all yelling about different things. So how do they make changes that are 
if you change if they change one thing, then somebody else is going to hate that change, and they wanted something else. So somebody's going to be pissed all the time, or lots of people are going to be pissed. Um, but back to the main point of the track, I really feel that if they want to change the tracks to improve the racing and uh, you know get some separation, it's not it's not rocket science. You make the jump steeper, you make them more difficult, you uh, slow them down, make the landing steeper, make the faces steeper, taller whoops, you know, watch sharper edges on the whoops. Uh, but um, then you run into like Mathis, you were talking about. They don't want the problem they had last year. Well, so it's super cost is dangerous. We had. I understand. Know, yeah. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, but they're. I, I I feel like they're kind of protecting their investment. When do we look at the bikes? I know that's hilarious because we can't. You know, we we can't even police illegal frames and swing arms. But when do we start looking at the bikes and governing? Did you feel that the lights racing was incredibly good? I didn't. I, it was no, really boring to me. No, but maybe a combo of limiting these bikes, somehow ECUs, gearing, exhaust, something, and uh, and building different tracks is the answer. But it's just it, it's not good. Like, do you guys feel there's probably six, five or six guys? That whoever would have grabbed the, and not taking anything away from Stewie, he rode great, and we'll get to that in a second. But there's five or six guys that could have won that race with the whole shot last night, right? Like it was yeah, all I'm over. Not sure, I'm not sure about that. Totally based on that. No, you don't think so, JT? I, I don't know. Um, I think maybe and because we're maybe through maybe three or four, and because we're doing this really early, and I I, did, I flew back today. I haven't delved into lap times yet as much as I normally do. So, you know, that'll tell us well, a little more. The but thing is, the race was so boring. Uh, as far as, like, there wasn't any action, that I was able to kind of watch stuff that I don't normally watch. Like, for example, I watched Kennard and Dungey and marked them where they were on the track each lap compared to Villopoto and Stewart. Mm-hmm. And they were unbelievably far behind. But I'm telling you, when Stewart landed on the finish line jump, they were going over that triple every lap. I'm like, their gap is basically the same, at right. least within a second or two, the whole darn race. And Millsaps, he wasn't that far behind Villopoto. Like, he no. stayed on a width. Which, which leads me to think. Which leads me to believe RV's theory of I went as fast as the track would let me go. Was correct. Yeah, and well, it kind of sucks because like someone would say Dungey had a shit race, right? Because he got six. Like that's six. That's not good. He's trying to win the title. Six isn't good enough. But it's like, well, he started seventh. What's he gonna do? Not good though. I don't well, know. Well, that's my point. Like with the way the track is, like, no. what is he? He no one was any if. If Stewart started seventh, would he have won? No. That's no. my point. Is it on Dungey, or is it just like it's the randomness of the start, and that's the whole race? And that's terrible. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I feel that Villopoto is, is correct in a sense with what he says, uh, but I, I feel like if he would have jumped the section the way Stewie was doing it, he would have caught Stewie, passed him, and won the race. That's my that's my honest opinion. Yeah, let's get to that. All right, let's let's stop stop bashing the tracks for now until next week. Um, uh, I want to say one thing about the tracks. Like, oh, uh, here we go. They're all close. It's very close competitions here. It's very deep. This the start is very important, and people can't make up time with each other. It's gonna be a factor this year. I I don't think any of us are claiming the tracks are gonna change everything, but it would make a difference. It would be a ten percent difference or a twenty percent difference. With this field, no one's going to come from 10th to 1st weekly. It's just not going to happen. But there's no chance now. That's all. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could make the tracks gnarly. They can make them really difficult. It, it's not hard to do. They, 
those guys are track builders. You know, that's their that's their job. They if they want to make a difficult technical track like that, they could do it. It's you know, not it's not yeah. a, a problem of them figuring it out at some level or some uh, point of the hierarchy. I really feel that it's a, there's a conscious decision being made. I just don't know who is directing that decision. Like you'll never hear me. Uh, you know, there's a lot of kerfuffle about. Uh, the, That's wh- definitely not a word. I think it is. I think it is. In Canada, it is. Um, about the, the lane after the start. And, you know, we had whoops in Oakland, and it was like, oh, God. Now, you shouldn't put a triple there. Although we used to have dozens and dozens of races, JT, with triples there, right? Correct? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, but somehow, okay, I'll give you that. The percentage, it was scary, though. Yeah. It is scary. Yeah, I didn't race um, Supercross much. Um, so I'll give you that. So, okay, I'm okay with no triple there. But you're not going to hear me say, you know, move a whoop section like they did in Dallas or put some rollers there like they did this weekend. It's super cross. It's dangerous as shit. It's gnarly. And shit's going to happen. And so, again, like I feel like we're, we're, we're going overboard here, you know. And, and with, the, with the whoops, I don't think it's a big deal. All right, obviously, it went horribly wrong right, at Oakland. But, but again, how many races? You know, we had dozens and yeah, dozens and dozons I, of races. I don't think that. I don't think that's a policy change that needs to be like swept across the board. I think it's. Know? I think it is though. But I don't think it needs to be. Someone needs to look at the track map for the preseason track map for um, where Atlanta. Let's see again, I forgot the city, and see what that section was supposed to be. Because did you notice it this weekend? It was just like some rollers. Dallas. Did you see what they did in Dallas? Yeah, they, Dallas moved, was, they moved the whole whoop section all together. Right. Yeah, they moved, they flip-flopped a rhythm lane and a whoop section to not have the whoops off the start. Can't be a coincidence, but I don't know for sure because I wouldn't even know who to ask. <laughs> in, in Germany, which I know this is Germany and not AMA Supercross, trust me, I'm very aware of that, but that happens all the time with the whoops like that. That's so common. And guys with don't the, what, each other right what, out of the first What time. is? Having start and then whoops. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, here, I got the track maps in front of me. Uh, Atlanta. Um... Hard to tell. Yeah, I don't know. There was one, two, three, four, three bumps close together, and then a single, and then a taller one, and then a single out, which I think is what we saw. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, anyways. Can I approach this in a different way? And I'll, I'll ask JT this because you're the one who's ridden the tracks. Like, I almost feel like we're talking about two different things, like gnarly, you know, make the obstacles shorter, uh, uh, sharper, and, and steeper, and things like that. But in addition, regardless of the obstacles, like, if you went to the track guys in Atlanta and said, hey, where are the sections of the track where you expect passes to be made? And the same thing in Dallas. What would their answer be? I mean, there are several sections of the track where you can guarantee there will not be a pass made. Like, I would like to hear an explanation for that. The worst was in the LCQ. Who was leading Kennard in the LCQ? Was that was it Kennard? Uh, that was Meathead. It was Meathead, right? And, Mathis, remember I was sitting next to you, and I was like, where is Kennard going? Clearly he's faster. Well, where is it no, I was, I was, I was pumping the Canary. There just wasn't was, a passing area. I was pumping the Canary bandwagon at, at that point. You were upset with me saying that. Yes, just, I was. I think you believed he was just pulling Canard. I, 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 I'm a fan of Bobby Canary. Yes. But the point is, Canard could not right, pass him right. because they're simply okay. Where's the turn where you're supposed to make a pass? Where did you pass last last night? Um, Barsha took Brayton out after the whoops. Um, <laughs> Canard pass where I said that Bill Poto should have been jumping. The, they're dragging back, yeah. Yeah, right. 
and where else, JT? That's you're the racer. Point. You're the racer. To have pretty much every turn not <clears throat> to be completely useless for passing, like that's right. Come on, man. Yeah, you saw some some people force it in uh, before the triple uh, by the press box yeah. there yeah. a few times. Uh, the turn before the finish, you saw a few crashes. That honestly, because of people trying to yeah squeeze you know, it in there, force it in there. Um, but yeah, that that rhythm um, just seemed like that was the main spot. I, I saw some like takeout attempts after the whoops, quite yeah. a, quite a few. That seemed like the Western Pike the place of choice. Yeah. Western Pike had was, a few dudes dialed up. Yeah, well, that was really one of the only spots you could really you knew that the person was going to go in high into that berm and then come back down. Mm-hmm. So you know you ha- you knew you had your chance you could get there. Um, but yes, I agree. I mean, there was. There was just not a lot of places to, to make it happen, you know. And a lot of that is, okay, say, you know, in their defense, they're going to say, "Well, we have 180s. That's what you guys always ask for. We have 180s." But then, the finish line, you do that that double, and then there's just one rut in that turn. So there's, it's not possible to follow somebody through the rut, which you had to do. There was no option. Go through the rut, and then make enough time on someone while you're right behind them to then to then get to the right in that next turn. And stuff them. You know what I mean. If if the turn after the finish line had been some kind of different setup where there was a few lines, yeah. maybe you could get next to them enough to put a block pass on them in the next right hand 180. But the way it was set up with one rut, you're following. So it's just not possible unless the guy makes a mistake. Right. Yeah, it seems like the 180s that they have had the last couple of weeks. They're, they're not operating like 180s traditionally operate. I don't know if the berm isn't as big or because the dirt is so hard you can't dive to the inside because it's marbly down there. Yeah, I think that's more myself the case. Yeah. They are 180s, but they don't work like 180s are supposed to work. All right. Are we done with the tracks? I mean, I can go on and on, but for sure. You know, but let's let's move on. Um, we find out who to ask. I, I'm on it. I have some interesting meetings going on. Oh, there's have, no I'll chance. There's no chance any of those guys talk to me. No, no. chance. So, um, all right, let's move on. Um, my my goal by next week's review is to have some hard answers for us. Wow, yeah. I'm like a real reporter and everything. Real journalism here. Yeah, I was really surprised they left that half double in before the finish. Like, really, guys? You, you, that's really you're going to run with that? Well, then that's the point of why you want to get answers. Like I'm saying, like we're not trying to get answers because we're out to get them. Like we can continue to rail on them every week and say how much they suck or try to explain yourself so we can possibly say, oh, I didn't realize what you're up against or what you're dealing with. Instead, yeah. we just rail on them. How is well, that good? It'd be, it'd be good if we get some hard answers. Then we can go back to railing on the TV coverage. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, <laughs> either one <laughs> is good. Uh, us three know-it-alls, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> A classic example this weekend, too, by the way, uh, of a, a problem with a journalist guy. Um, JT, you probably haven't experienced this yet, but, but Weed, you'll laugh. I, f- I flew back this morning. Um, Alan Brown was on my flight, uh, NFAB, Ty Loop guy. And the NFAB guy, Thomas, who's a good guy, um, I like him, uh, he, he tells me that he loves my show and loves these podcasts and you know, I'm really getting the dirt for the people and like I'm really it's interesting, you know what I mean, and all that. And in a friendly manner, he's texting Alan going, Alan, what's going on? 
Canari told Mathis that he's going to NFAB next week, which he is. You know, it, Bobby said that in a post-race interview. He'll be on a new team next year. Velocity 3 has lost velocity. Um, so Thomas was like, well, we don't have a press release out or anything official. You know, um, and this is already happening. And it's, you know, Bobby's saying this. And Alan's like, yeah, I mean, you know, we need to make this official and, and get it out there. So I'm like, oh, so Thomas loves the show and the podcast and everything that I do, except when it's about that team, his own team. Then it's terrible. Then it's like, what are you doing? Like, it's, just, it's so classic. And, and again, I like Thomas. He's a great guy and fab. He spends a lot of money in the sport. Big supporter. But it's so funny that, you know, I love the stuff you do, man. It's really interesting. Wait, wait, it's about my team? Oh, F you, dude. Yeah. F you. You know? Oh, wait. So classic. When we get guns for Stuart. When Stuart was caught with that, was it a Dunlop or was it an old bridge? It was Dunlop last year. He's caught with the Dunlop and Anaheim one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The other teams were practically putting shotguns to Mathis and I's head. Write about this. We're telling you right yes, now. Write yes, about it. Right. Write about it. You don't have the balls to write about James Stewart and JGR and Yamaha right, and Pirelli, right. blah, blah, blah. So we did. But if that were the exact same type of thing would happen to any other team, We'd be the biggest dicks ever for reporting. I know. I just love it. It's so yeah, classic, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm doing what you said. I'm really good at, at and and now I'm, you know. Anyways, yeah. funny. Um, yeah, Chisholm's on JGR and Canari's uh, on NFAB next week. So, uh, bummer deal for Kenny Germain and, and Brian Berry on that team. Um, JT, I'm sure there were some teams you were on that you probably wish they would have pulled the plug sooner to, to huh. try to limit the damage that you ended up with at the end of the year. Yeah. Are we going to go with they lost velocity or that they reached terminal velocity? I went with both. I t- tweeted terminal velocity last night. Um, okay. Ping likes the velocity zero line. You know, three, <laughs> two, one, zero. So, um, all right, let's get to the race. Um, man, I, I got to be honest. I, I'm, I thought RV was going to wear him out. I thought RV was going to wear him out. I, James's fitness um, wasn't where I – I assumed I thought it would be as good. Um, I know he's got a trainer recently, and he's back to riding during the week. But you know, JT, how it is—you lose that edge. Uh, but explain to the people the section that we all saw that uh, that James won the race by doing, and uh, and why do you think RV didn't do it? Well, it's, it seemed like RV kind of struggled in that section all day, and and basically what it was, um, you know, go first turn down that little rhythm, uh, pretty simple, and then turn right. And when you come out of the turn, which Wygant, we were even standing there discussing the section um, in the morning. And yeah, me and you and everybody yeah. else. Like, the track walk stopped when everybody yeah. got there. Yeah, who would have thought that, you know, this would be the track section t- that I feel won the race, won or See, lost the race. This is what you guys, I'm track talking, and you guys are track walking. Yeah, it's, it's a very social event for, for you, Matt. Yeah, I know. No, I need to turn it more, like, good job, both of you. So anyway, uh, basically there was two options. You could go left, and the Dragonback was significantly smaller or lower, however you want to look at it. Uh, but then you had to kind of drop down after the the Dragonback, then uh, double, triple, double, which it, it wasn't that it was slow, um, but it was definitely the easier of the two lines, I guess. Um, or you could kind of square the turn up, stay to the right, uh, hit the Dragonback, and skip off the top over the next single, and then basically all that was left, you there was a pretty difficult seat bounce triple up, uh, and then you tripled into the turn. Uh, and the, the line on the right was 
definitely faster. It was visually faster. I didn't, you know, you didn't need a stopwatch yeah. to see it. Four tenths uh, is what we heard after the race. Yeah, I, I, I dispute that. But, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm whatever. Right. But you, the the difficult things were the dragon back didn't look that difficult. As Weston Pike had that section dialed, like it, it wasn't that only a couple guys could do it. Yeah, a lot of um, guys were doing it. Yeah, yeah, but then the, you know, to triple up. You had to seat bounce that thing pretty. It was pretty looked pretty tough uh, because like Weston wasn't doing that way, but Stewie, you know, Stewie did it every lap, and you really had to sit into it. Um, the triple up and then tripling in the turn was looked. It didn't look difficult to triple into the turn, but the landing, you landed right in the turn, and then you were, you know, trying to set up for those ruts in that in that next section. So, um, you know, we we do that uh, article on Racer X called the moment. Um, and I feel like that's very, it was just the key to the race. Honestly, Jeff Emig would have, you know, been very, very happy. Very, very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, in your opinion, JT, he does that dragon back. He catches and passes Stu. Yeah. Passing would have been difficult, but I think he was right. so much better in the turns. He yep. could have pressured him or forced James into a mistake or found a way, right. but he, he would, you could see him in the turns, make up time, make up time. And you're talking about over a 20 lap period. You could just see it close, 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 and then you get back to that section and just give it all right back. And you're just, oh, you know what I mean? If you're right, right. if you're a Ryan Villapoto fan or on Kawasaki, you're just like pulling your hair out because he would just give that time back every lap, and then the gap would just stay the same. Um, were you surprised at me, uh, like me, uh, JT, at, at Stewie's Fitness? I was, yeah. yeah. And, and I think I wrote about him maybe getting better in a few weeks as the season's gone on. But... Um, Obviously, I think in the last two weeks you have seen a substantial improvement in James Stewart um, as far as being back to yeah. not maybe not full strength, but when you're in the middle of the race, you're not thinking about your knee anymore. Right. So. right. Well, and it kind of goes along with what you were saying, shit, JT, at A1, this podcast on A1 where you've done the ACL, you know how it goes, and you called it in the, in the sense that it's either going to heal up, swelling's going to go down, you're going to get back to a normal-ish life, or you're going to put it down and re-injure and you're done, which, I mean, for now, it's the former. So. Yeah, and, and it really is a matter of stability. If he, can, if he could keep it in the socket, if it wasn't popping out on him um, and his meniscus wasn't damaged to the point where he was getting a lot of pain uh, and range of motion stuff, it's really just a matter of time at that point. And that's kind of the what I was getting to is, if that's the case, then in a few weeks here, that's going to subside, and then he's going to be good again. He may not be; he may be one or two percent off, just because it's not going to be quite as strong. But it's going to be really close, uh, which you could almost argue that it was last night because I he was really good, but he still wasn't crazy James. You know what I mean? Yeah. That we've seen seen in the past. So um, craziest rumor I heard this weekend. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'll just put it out there anyways. I don't even think it was from, like, a good source even. Uh, Mookie fills in for James at Suzuki for outdoors. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's, Mookie, Mookie fills ridiculous. in. I know. No, it is. It is. Mookie jumps for Suzuki 450 for outdoors. Does he, like, cut his hair and they just try to pretend that it's not even? Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe. Why does that have to be his brother? Like, I, is it, like, I don't try to know. fool somebody? I don't know. That's awesome, though. Um <laughs> So, Wygant, uh, is, is James back? I mean, is this the start of a run, or is this the start of 
some confidence. I mean, he rode great in Dallas, clutch problem, um, held him back. But what do you think? Uh, it's going to help, obviously. Like, now there's proof that he can go the 20 laps, which I, when I talked to him at the race, I think even he knew it was a test. Like, I don't think he knew for sure mm-hmm. under that kind of pressure from RV if he would hold up. So now he, he knows that, we know that. Obviously, the knee's getting better, et cetera, et cetera. And you've got to figure for momentum, confidence, all those things, it's good. But I, I still, just because of the knee and the tracks and how deep the competition is, I don't think it's like the typical James Stewart where, you know, he always has that puncher's chance. Like, there, it, it, even though he struggled the last couple of years and hasn't won the title, it, because of the talent and speed that he has, you always know there's that threat that if he just puts it together, yeah. he can go on a win streak. I still feel like you got to temper those expectations a little bit because, as JT said, he's maybe a, still suffering a little bit with the knee. And I still feel like with the way these tracks are and, and how deep the competition is, it doesn't. The, the start is the ultimate factor. And if he starts 12th next weekend, he's not going to go on a win streak. It's not going to happen. Well, he didn't move past Justin Brayton in the points. So, you know, he's now eighth. All right, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um. Anyways, it was it was a good ride by James. Very good. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. I'm not taking anything away, right. but the way it is this year. Happy for Webb and Leroy. I mean, that if, was uh, man, uh, Steve. When you went over there, I think it was pretty pretty far after the race, so I don't know what the atmosphere was. Um, but I was over there kind of when they first got back to the truck, and that was about as happy as I've seen that whole crew, including yeah. James himself and Pablo the trainer. Like when you think about last week and this week, I know huh? that's about as high to low as you can go no 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 the high to low you can go is qualifying second in the lcq barely making it in and then winning the main ryan dungy style week to week though i'm saying yeah like, yeah yeah yeah. look at their pit last week right. look at their pit this week i had a good talk i had a good talk with leroy on track talk time <laughs> this was my track talk go down okay. the go down the first turn i love that tall berm that was there uh meet meet with shane drew we talk about Veronica Beach Race in 1986 that he did. He tells me he has a bitch in photo. We go our separate ways. I run into um, the Cowie guys and Jason Baker from Dream Tracks. I get ragged on nonstop. Um, then I turn around and I meet Leroy, and then it's over. I got to go back to the tunnel. I literally do not get past the first turn. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I don't. Um, so okay. what did Leroy have to say? Did you talk to yeah, him? Yeah, I talked to, talk to Leroy. Um, and and he, he didn't – I said, what's the deal with the clutch? Well, first of all, last week he, he definitely sniped – he snapped at me a little bit when I made a comment. Um, and, and he apologized for that. And I didn't even like, – I, I said, Leroy, probably my bad for even talking to you. I've been a mechanic. I know what that's like. I shouldn't have done that. No worries. Like, you know, he said in 22 years he's never had that happen as a mechanic. Um, he did not make a joke like he did. He's never had that happen in 22 years. Um, well, no, I made the joke to Webb about, uh, about what he talked about the DeCosta joke. No, what did he uh, have not happen? What you said oh, to him or the no, problem? No, he, um, riding to the line and, and then having a problem uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was hoping it was you. <laughs> no, Webb was, I, I was the one who sent an apology text to Webb along with an apology uh-huh. text to Trey Kennard last week. I was very busy apologizing. Um, when I said sure. to Webb, to, God, DeCosta wouldn't have had these problems. Oh. I know, right? I'm such a dick. Anyways, yeah, that was, that's rough. I know, but I know Webb well, so I don't know. But um, Matt LeBlanc stories, we bonded over some of those. Um, so, anyways, uh, here's what Leroy told me, though. Well, for one, he wasn't happy that Big James 
uh, went down the line, you know, and who would be as a mechanic? Uh, I would. I wrote about it. I, 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 I would not be happy. And he said he wasn't happy either, but he's going to do what he does for the team. And, uh, you know, he's not going to cause any waves. And I said, well, what's going to happen tonight? And he said, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard. <clears throat> and from what we know, um, Leroy was down on the line. None of us have watched the TV show yet. I watch it right now. I just saw, oh. I just saw him down there. Yeah. Right. Okay. So um, here's the interesting part. I'm getting around to this part here. Whatever was the problem with the clutch, Leroy fixed in the tunnel and brought the bike back to the line. But the first lap, there was already two laps in or whatever, and James was gone. So he wouldn't have been able to race anyways. The race was, you know, one lap was done or whatever. Um, but whatever it was, they fixed it. So I have a question. Yep. Is the rule the same uh, as the Nationals? In, in the Nationals, if you, once right. your bike goes into the starting line area, mm-hmm. you, it's not coming out. Yeah. No, it's, it's the same. You cannot. You're disqualified. So okay. fixing it in the tunnel does not work. Right. 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 Okay. Um, anyway, so whatever it was, they fixed it there. So um, I don't know that. I'm still sick, so I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just don't. It doesn't right. really matter. Okay. All right. So Millsaps third place. Another strong race for him. Um, Solid. He was catching those guys. He was a little bit. Yeah, he was. Yeah, impressive. And Kennard had to go to the LCQ. So LCQ to fifth is good. Barsha's not making any friends. He had some words with Stewart after practice. I think he had words with Chad again. I can't. That, that can't be confirmed. Definitely had words with Stewart. And uh, did you guys hear about Stuart and the security guards? No. Nope. Yeah, I guess you had to push your bike from the tunnel to the to the pits, and Stuart didn't, and tried to ride his bike, and they like gang tackled him, and it was ugly. I guess I don't know. I don't know if Stu didn't know what he was doing, or or you know how it is, and you just want to get going or whatever. But um, let's talk about let's talk about Kennard a little bit. What do you think of his ride, Weech? Yeah, I know the result is uh, what who did he get? Fifth. Evans last week, oh, and he got oh, fifth yeah. this time. I mean, not a massive difference results-wise or even points-wise, but it just seemed all day like it was a bit of a turnaround. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't make the podium, I'm sure it's not like they're partying, or actually in Trey's case, partying no matter what, no matter even if he won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but his practice was much more competitive. He didn't have any crashes in practice, which seemed to have been a problem lately. Even going to the LCQ, that was obviously a little gnarly, but in general I think it was a much better weekend overall than he's had which is encouraging. Um, who thought that Bobby Canari was in for a world of hurt in that LCQ from Weston Pike? I know I did. Yeah, that was fun, like, knowing that, knowing right. those two. The best part was watching those two, like, case the crap out of jumps, and you just know that they're just going to pull it out and it's not going to matter. Yeah, yeah. Not, not uh, like, they're not technicians out there. No, guys. so what you're saying is they're not going to use that video in a motocross riding school. No. Gary Bailey was just—he just turned the camera off. <laughs> oh wow! And and afterwards, I said to Canara, "You knew it was Pike." He's like, "Oh yeah." I said, "And so did you know it was coming?" Yeah, but Wes and I are good buddies, so I was really hoping if he was going to do it, it wasn't going to be that bad. I didn't tell him at that point that Pike's a nihilist. He doesn't believe in good buddies. No. When do we? When do we tell Weston about the helmet? No. no. We don't do it. Okay. Um, Eli Tomac. Everyone was on the Eli Tomac bandwagon. Oh my God, the Eli Tomac I bandwagon I was. was over full, and I I was just off to the side, wondering if I should get in or not. Just kind of 
running alongside of it or walking briskly. Uh, I, I like Eli and all that, but it was full. I mean, industry dudes, everyone. And he showed great speed in practice. He qualified second fastest, I think, right? Yeah. Um, but bad starts. Bad starts. Yep. Yeah. Same old story, kind of, for him this yep. year, anyway. Yeah. Um, he rode really well. He was actually one of the only people I saw pass. To yeah. Be honest with you. Yep. And he was he was pretty <laughs> aggressive. Like he put on some. I want to see what he was after the first lap here. Um. What, so did did his ride this weekend? Did it? Uh, did it? What did it do, JT? Did it get you more pumped up? The same? Less pumped up? Um. I mean, I, I think it confirmed what I thought. I think he's going to be really good. He's just got to put himself in a better position. I think it's uh, interesting. I, I think he was capable of running with those guys. No problem. Interesting. After the main event, he admitted that he was worked a little bit. Um, you know, the five laps, the extra CCs, said it, it definitely surprised him. Yeah. Eli started 12th and ended up, what did I say, 6th? No. Seventh. He got 7th. Seventh, 12th to 7th. Yep. And Michael Lessie went from 6th to 10th. That was a big, the big movers and shakers um, of the main event. Um, um, before we moved on from Barsha, he, he was getting in. He was pretty aggressive with uh, with Trey as well. Yeah, yeah. I need to ask Trey about that. Broke some spokes. Yeah, uh, Trey was aggressive with him too, though. Stuck it in he there. Was. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and then um, the Brayton thing. Brayton was not happy about that. Oh, uh, did did Barsha take him out? Yeah, yeah. Barsha took out his front wheel. So really interesting weekend for Bam Bam. Well. I mean, honestly, he's he's playing games with people who know how to play games. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He he hasn't really done it this year much. I, I don't think. I asked kept Bright- it yeah. kept it pretty clean. I asked Brayton if he uh, you know go have words with him, and Brayton said, "No, I don't do that kind of stuff. I just put it in my head." I don't yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. He right. he's he's not he's not doing it to kids anymore. Yeah. You know? So when the when the opportunity arises, you know he's gonna he's gonna probably understand that these guys know what they're doing as well it's that time again thanks for listening to the racer x podcast show brought to you by btosports.com presented by thor mx i appreciate it don't forget to click on the amazon banner on pulpamex.com to help out pulpamex.com we appreciate it listen to these commercials buy from these sponsors thank you for listening see you on the other side Rex Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. 
for 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Lite, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials, offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson, to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. JT, what's up with Chad Reed? Not a good race. Yeah, rough night, man. Wow. Really rough night. Wow. Not good. Um, yeah, I don't know. There were, there were some issues going on in the main event, but uh, we'll see. Uh, he, he obviously wasn't happy with right. with that. And I mean, when was the last time you saw him do that poorly in a main event, you know? so Yeah, he was just kind of riding around out there. like. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I would say that's he, he was, very... Uh, he was seriously dicing with Michael Essie. All day long. I'm confused what happened at the very beat. Like, he had, like, one – he was, like, sixth, and then he was, like, twelfth. And then for the rest of the race, he actually – he was Dyson with for a while, but he eventually got him. And I think he got – did he get Weimer? What did Weimer – No, he didn't get Weimer. No, Weimer got eighth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did he – was there a fault? Like, there was half a lap where I didn't see him, and all of a sudden I'm like, shoot, he just lost five spots. What the heck happened? I don't know if he made a mistake or what it was. And he I, had an I'm issue. Here. He had a bike issue. I just don't know that I'm at liberty to really talk about it yet. If I, I can at some point, I will. I just. Yeah, but the, the only reason. Yeah, I know you had actually told me that before the call. I just didn't. The bike issue seemed like it would. <laughs> a bike issue seemed like it would be race long. Like I thought there was also like he fell or something because he literally. Well, I, I think I, I saw I think the, five positions in one lap. I think just the poor riding was more of the bike issue, but. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I saw a few times he got past. Like Tomac was really aggressive with him, and um, yeah, I mean, he, he obviously wasn't, uh, you know, just wasn't wasn't his night for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, quiet Are night. People overreacting on Reed's deal because I mean, I can't I can't tell you the amount of people that I had like saying like really sad to see him going out like this, and I'm like going out like what? Like two weeks ago in San Diego, he was could have won the race. Like how's he? Is it this bad? And that was before this main event, this one. But this is only going to add fuel to that fire. Like, are people overreacting, or is this a disaster? I think this you season? can look at every per, every rider in the paddock and say that about a couple yeah. of races. Yep. It's just too competitive and stuff. I mean, there was a couple of races where you're like, what is wrong with Villapoto? What was he doing out there? You know, yeah. I, and, I, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to defend Chad. I'm just saying you could probably say that about everyone other than Millsaps, honestly. I think he's really the only one yeah. that you that you can that you can't look at and, and just put a question mark next to their name at one race or another. Um, what was up with Gurky JT? Quiet night for him. Eleventh. I mean, again. Yeah, he rode he, well though. Yeah. He was on Chad's rear wheel the entire race. Was he? Honestly. Yeah. yeah he. Uh, they were kind of in a freight train there with Alessi, Chad, Gurky, um, Tomac. Kind of moved through that pack. Tickle was behind Gurky, but. 
yeah, there wasn't much action. It looked it looked great. If you're a casual fan, you'd be like, oh, look at that action. But they were just following each other around. Right, right. Anything, yeah. Um, so. Brock Tickle, I was talking to the Cowie guys after the race, and I, I said, you know, a lot of us are getting on. A lot of us uh, in the media guys are getting on Tickle a little bit. He's got a full works bike, and he's kind of doing the same thing. But it goes back to my theory, like, um, you know, the, the PC bike was a full works bike. And those guys are like, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was lighter than the factory Cowie bike. And, you know, they were like, it's good. It was a good bike. Um, he's kind of doing the same, but I don't know if you can really say that, yeah, he should be doing better on the full works bike. He had that, you know, and he's doing about the same. Uh, one thing the Cowie guys or pro circuit guys said is that you probably won't see him start up again like that, like he did in San Diego. Like that scared him. They By f- choice. Yeah. They figure out that they figure that that's, that's, he doesn't want any part to do anything to do with that. And they were on him all year about it. And you know, they're like, you saw what happened, you know? So yeah. Like Vilman, like Vilman used to say, right, right. Once he lost his prime, he'd rather start 10th and get fifth than start first and get fifth. Yeah. Um, how about Shorty, uh, JT? What about Shorty's debut? Um, of course, watching the front end out, our our, our friend Moser um, said he's going to unfollow the Pirelli rep uh, in Australia that we're all friends with. Yep. So um, already blaming the Pirellis, but it's the year of the washed front end, so I wouldn't say anything about that. But what did you think of Shorty's uh, ride? It was his worst ride of the year. He's out of the top 10 for the first time, but great heat race. Awesome heat race. Yeah, it was kind of a a little bit. I didn't really know how to feel about it, honestly, because practice. You know, I I hear I could hear him voice his frustrations. Um, there's obviously some changes that he's never dealt with before that he's working with right now. Yeah. Um, and then you know practice didn't go that well. Then the heat race was awesome. His lap times were really good. Uh, he rode well at no pressure, really great start. Everything I mean, is arguably one of his best rides of the year. Uh, and then the main event was kind of back to uh, how practice kind of seemed to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not real sure. I, I, you know, there was obviously um, some highlights and then frustrations to take away from it. But yeah. you know, if they can, if they can uh, sort out some of the issues, the growing pains, I guess, from switching over, and um, if he can get good starts like he did, which I, which I, which I think he will, because Gurky's been getting great starts, and and uh, that bike seems to be. Very he, capable of it. He said that after the race again to me. Uh, he said it a few times to me now. He feels like that motor is really good and strong <clears throat> for the starts. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know it's fast, but I think it's really smooth. Right. You, you hear this a lot from, uh, or I do anyway, from guys that have ridden a lot of factory bikes. It, is it, <laughs> it sounds funny, but in Supercross, if your bike's slow, you tend to get good starts just because it's controllable out of the right, gate. right. And uh, I think not that the KTM is slow because it's definitely not. It's, it's just the way the power gets put down to the ground. It's very electric. The power curve's uh, very gradual. So, you know, coming out of the gate, it's just that smooth release. And you see the KTM guys up there a lot. Les Smith, even, Gerke, all those yeah. guys seem to get good starts. Um, hey, Weege. Yeah. I, there's a Peter Larson listed in the results. I know. I don't even know who Peter Larson is. I just know who PJ Larson is. <clears throat> Did you know? Peter was... Larson? Isn't that Tits Legendary? No. <clears throat> what? Isn't that Tits Legendary's name? No. I forget what his name is. But it's Peter not... Sundell. Is, is, is oh. it very similar to that? No. Peter Sundell. You literally forget what his name is. No, it's Peter Sundell. Oh, Peter Sundell. Sorry. Yeah. Peter Larson. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think some people call PJ Larson. I've heard them joke, like inside joke, Pete Jr. Um. 
So I guess that's what he really is. It's a, and for some reason, he's one of those, don't ever call me Pete, Pete. How does that happen? We're back to the entry list again. Yeah. He's been listed as PJ, right? Forever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking like 50cc right. class at Loretta says PJ. Right. And now it's Peter. What changed? I don't know. I don't know. I got to ask him. Let's ask him. Did he? No, wait. He hasn't changed teams, has he? No. Yeah, he Maybe. did. He did. Oh, he's with um, he's... Teddy Parks now, isn't he? Uh, You know what? I'm embarrassed to say I don't know what team he is, but there's a lot of bikes underneath the tent. I'm pretty sure Pike, Larson, and Pooh, I think, are all on the Teddy Parks Privateer Journey team now. So maybe okay. he switched teams and that changed something? Yeah, maybe. Pike's on a new team, yeah. doesn't even care about it. Um, right. Hey, do you guys know X-Brand Goggles? Uh, we had five guys in the main event. You know, I do some goggle service for them. <clears throat> all 10th through 20th. So we had that back half of that main event covered. So, you know, I think as a, um, I think to prove your fairness in journalism and that you do not have conflicts of interest, I think I'm going to require you on this show each week to give a report on a different goggle brand and how they did. I just think that that's very. That be fair? I just think it's it's pretty cool to have the back half of the main covered, fifty percent fifty percent of the back half of the main. So you're saying you're a fair journalist because you're actually reporting a dubious achievement. So you're actually not right. hooking X brand up. <laughs> right. Right. It's very my world is strange. Why well, get? Don't ask. What uh, goggles does Millsaps run? <clears throat> Dragons. Oh. Why? Long time Oakley guy. I was going to say they had the, the Oakley had the front three. Oh yeah, no, he's ah. he's on Dragons now. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, JT, what is the difference between Les Smith's bike and uh, he's you know Les Les is now on the Bubba Burger KTM. Um on the BTO sports team, and he's kind of off the side a little bit. What is the difference in bikes? Do you know? I, I'm not positive. I think they're the same. Um, I, I didn't find that out this week, but I, I thought uh, that going into the season, they were supposed to be the same. Oh, so he's got a good bike. That's what that's what it was supposed to be going into the year. Right, right, right. Whether that is still true, I, I probably should have done a little bit more investigation. But yeah, I was, Me too. I was a little bit busy, but... That was the plan as far as I knew. So, um, Well, again, you checked in with Short, and, uh, and what did you get? What, what, what report did you get halfway through the day? Yeah, well, first I saw Maxim Fly and uh, Seiji Senjai, Seiji, Coach, Coach Seiji, the trainer. I saw those two, and I'm like, how's he, how's he doing? And they said he's happy. And I'm like, yeah, shocker. Right. I'm surprised Shorty wasn't in there punching holes through the wall and throwing his helmet. <laughs> I'm amazed. Right. I hear that. Um, so, yeah, you have to take it in, like, you have to take it all, it all relative. Like, then I went inside and I talked to him, and he was saying everything was good and he liked it, but it was so early that he's not even really testing or even, like, thinking of what he wants to change because he's literally just figuring out how the bike even works. So through all that, I had to kind of read between the lines, even though he was still smiling, and figure, I'm like, okay, he's not giving it a full-on, like, as soon as I get on it, I was ripping, or second lap faster, or so much better than my old bike. Right. That's the only way you know a dude's not unbelievably pumped on his bike. If he doesn't say ridiculous, untrue statements, then you know you're onto something. <laughs> so, right. he's, clearly it's a work in progress, which is understandable. Um, any more 450 talk, gentlemen, or should we move on to the 250 class? And I use the term gentlemen in a loose sense of the word. 
I know we kind of alluded to it, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, if you look at the results sheet, Kennard and really, honestly, Davy, Barsha, Kennard, and Dungey all, you know, maybe Davy was, but I, I'm sure the rest of them were a little bit disappointed because they were all really fast. So you could have, I think you could have taken those six names in a hat and then just drawn them out. Yeah. And that, you know, they could have all finished that way and yeah. it would have been very, very similar. So uh, a lot of parody, a lot of parody out there. Yeah. Maybe you should. Well, come. I think that's, that gets back to what I was saying where people are like, it sucks to see Reed go out this way. It's like, you just have to start adjusting your standards. Like I also heard people say, I can't believe Dungey is blowing in this title by getting six, but it's like, it's just the way it's going to be this year. Like it doesn't mean Dungey had a horrible ride or was slow or sucked. It's started seventh. It's you're almost get like it's a new era. Almost. Almost. I mean, nobody agrees or whatever, but yeah, almost. Um, Rap's been set. Um, all right, 250s. Will Hahn. What a race. Ow. Third to first in the heat. Yeah, and then uh, grabs a whole shot in the main and uh, and checks out. Road's great, huh, JT? Yeah, solid. Um, that's where I can describe it. No mistakes. No. Uh, lap times are consistent. Didn't get, didn't look nervous. Didn't, you know, looked like he'd done it a million times. To be right, honest, right, right. Yeah. Um, and Dean, I mean, certainly Dean was trying his hardest behind him, and uh, got close at the end. But, um, I guess if you're again the East Coast, um, not the deepest field in, you know, out there. But um, the real bummer if you if you're Blake is your Blake if you're Blake Wharton, he got dropped pretty good, and he's supposed to be, according to JT, potential race winner. Second last week, and then this week uh, dropped. Yeah, I mean, dropped bad. I, 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 what I was told, um, yeah, he was going to be much better than that. But. Yeah. Well, there's always um, next week, and, and we'll see. We we all think that there's four guys that can get three spots. So far, we've been correct in that. Yeah, so, yeah um, for sure. I think was, uh, uh, just, just before we move off of Dean real quick, he had a, he had a rough week, and I know it was really hush-hush as far as, they weren't talking about it and the whole, you know, well, how tweet- our whole sport works. He tweeted that he was lucky or something. He should have been hurt. Yeah, after the race. No, no, on like Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Well, after the race, he posted <clears throat> pictures of, I mean, he broke his helmet. He, you know, cut his face. It, it was bad, like right. really bad. Uh, you know, so this sport's so weird. Nobody wants to tell anything to anybody, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I was, I think at the end of the day, overall, when he looks at, on Wednesday, how bad it was to, you know, if you're going to get second this weekend, he would have been like, yeah, I'm in. Find yeah, I'll take it. Is he in Florida? Uh, he is, yeah. He's back in Florida? Yeah. I wonder how Mitch feels about that. Probably not good. Um, Probably not that bad either because last time he went there, he caught fire yeah. on the outdoor championship. Uh, true. Uh, Muscan was good, Wygant, all day. Third. Closing in on Dean a little bit. Yeah, but um, if you look at practice, and you look at the races, the heat race in the main, it, it it has to be a little bit of a disappointment because it looked like after practice you're like, okay, if anyone's going to challenge Wilson, it's going to be Buscan. He was faster than him in both practices. Um, you didn't see Han in there ahead of them. You didn't see Wharton. And then in the heat, Han, who was not as fast as him in practice, passed him in the heat. And then in the main event, Han obviously won. So I feel like there was a tiny bit of drop-off. And I feel like that happened a few times last year in the West. 
Like, Muscan was pretty good overall, but there were a couple of races here and there where in practice he looked really good and was really fast. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe tonight's the night, and then it didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, I actually almost expected a little more from him. Remember, he was faster than both practices. Yeah. but He closed uh, on Dean at one point, but Dean pulled back away, too. At the end, did he? Yeah. Is well, it, last lap, Wilson freaking went for it. He did, yeah. Yeah. Will Will kind of Will kind of got held up by Lapper as well though. I will say that. I will yeah, say that. Will was definitely taking it like trying not to run into the dudes. Like, yeah, he was slowing down. You will say that about Will. Yeah, I will I'll, say that I'll about Will. But I think Will Sin. Wow, this is going to get confusing. Will Sin was willing himself to go after Will Hahn. Will he be able to win next week? Do you think that Andy Wilson said, "Well, son, you rode all right, but yeah, had a big crash." Best part of that, the the Andy Dean, and I don't know if it's still true, but you know they get in fights every now and then, and so he's on the team and off the team sometimes. If he's not there on the weekend, it's because they got in a fight about Dean's performance, and he's off the team. This is his dad, right? Yeah, his dad. Yeah, yeah. Great people, really good people. Oh yeah, I remember when they were Canadians. Um, not not bitter at all. All right, uh, Jeremy Martin, DNQ to fifth. Uh, he rode well. Jeremy rode really good. Showed something out there, huh, JT? Yeah, he did. Um, he uh, keep coming back to this thing. It was just, it was like that all the way across every class, every race. He he got behind Warden, and then they just rode. You know, <laughs> just no excitement, man. There was no passing. Right. Just like he he did ride well. Don't get me wrong. That's I'm not trying to take that away from him. It was just kind of like, yep, he's out there. He's he's riding well. There you go. Yeah, you know, that's just weird. Weege, he sure sh- he sure showed me. Oh man, wow. That's stupid. Yeah, did you tell tell the world about this tweet that you got after the race? <clears throat> yeah, it's so stupid. God, I, I'm gonna seriously. If I was feeling better, I'd be up, more upset than I am, and I'd go yelling and screaming, but. I don't feel that good. But I'm seriously, I'm retiring. I'm going to retire from the sport of moto journalism. It's probably going to make a few people happy out there, but it's so ridiculous. It's so stupid. These people are so stupid. Like, after the main event, Alex Martin says, uh, great ride for my brother Jeremy, uh, pumped on his ride, uh, fifth place, suck it, Pulp MX. <laughs> like, really, guy? And I like Troll. Alex Martin, he's a good dude. I talked to him after the main event about it, and I said the same thing. I went, "Really, guy?" Like, and then Jeremy like retweets it and says, "Hashtag Star Racing." And I like feel like clearly they listen to these shows or you know my constant harping on on Star Racing or this and that. I feel like, really, guys, would you like to break this down? Are you going to take your DNQ and your fifth in what is quite possibly? the weakest supercross field in the last five years, and you're going to stuff that in my face? Oh, you showed me. You sure showed me. Good job. Clearly, this isn't over. Suck it, Pulp MX. Come on, guys. What do you mean it's over? Well, you're you're just, you know, burying the knife deeper now. No, I mean, look, I like, I like, I don't know Jeremy. I like Alex. He's a good kid. He's cool. And, you know, I like Brad at Star and, and all that, but... Look, let's just again suck at Pulp MX. I don't know. I don't. I just, why can't help me out? Yeah. What What gets me mad about this, and, and Steve and I have these conversations all the time, 
it's just like you and the Davalos thing. They're missing the point of what you're really trying to say. Like, what is the main thing that we rip Star for is the, you know, not giving dudes a chance, dropping guys. That's the point we keep going with, right? Yeah, like they can't build a consistent, solid program. in a main is not even on the same topic. No. Like it's not even the same subject. It's not even what we're saying. Like, we didn't say Jeremy Martin sucks. We said they get riders for one year and they drop them. So maybe if we get a press release, they've re-signed them for next year. Maybe they could say suck at Pulp MX. Maybe. That's not the point. Or when Davalos wins a heat and they're like, suck at Pulp MX, you're like, no, that's my point. I know he wins heat races. I know he sets fast times in practice. Yeah. That, I never said that he sucked in the heat races. My point is that he'll suck in the main event, and then he does. So they just never get the point. Like they just, the reason I get mad about it and you get mad about it is they're saying that we are just being haters for no reason. And we're saying, no, look at the facts we're actually giving you. We're not being haters for no reason. We're just pointing out stuff that's facts. This is just true. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. And, 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 and the only thing I could think of was, um, besides that fact, was, you know, we did some of these podcasts where I said about Bell and Martin, remember? The infamous, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I, di- I did say that. And again, you're fifth in one of the leak, weakest fields on a quote-unquote factory bike. You didn't qualify the first week. Excuse my eh. I'll do it again. Eh. Eh. Zach Bell. Eh. Uh, that's all. That's all. No, no. And again, it's not saying that I hope they burn in hell and they, set, they catch on fire this weekend. Like I, I'm not wishing them harm. I offer an opinion. And I could and JT, I've been wrong before. Yeah, more than more than a few that's times. An understatement, right? I just don't. I just I, I hate that shit. Look, the kid get, got fifth. He rode great. I ta- I said he rode great. I tweeted that he rode great. I just feel like Alex saying suck it. I mean, just come on, I think man. You're, you're you're taking it very emotionally. Well, I feel like. The, the, you think he was really serious? Well, I feel like like. In a moment of joy for Jeremy Martin's best ever Supercross finish, perhaps we should just focus on that and not the tubby media guy. Yeah, but anytime you anytime you do well, you are obviously hoping that your your detractors see it. Well, let's just focus. That's half of the, that's half of the upside of it. Let's All just, the people that said you couldn't do it, take that. Man, let's just focus on the positives. You know, that's all. Kyle Peters, by the way, eighth place, X Star Racer. By the way, ahead of Jeremy Martin in points. Um, <clears throat> what else? And again, uh, let's talk about um, Han Cole Thompson. Um, what's that? Cole Thompson. Hey, that pass! In, that pass in the heat race, uh, the attempted pass. I watched that on TV today. No business making that, Cole. It's the last lap, last turn. I get it. No chance you're making that stick, though. If and that was for eighth, right? No, it's for ninth. That's for the last spot. Oh uh, well. And if I'm uh, goes, right? no, well, what do you mean? He he had he was almost right next to him. No, why if would you, you not do it? Watch it on the race. Watch it on TV. What do you expect him to do? Well, not if that. Tenth and then go to the LCQ. Not why that. Not try. The, no, no, no. If I'm if I'm that dude he took out who didn't make the main and I forget his name. He made it last week. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's your pole point right there. Well, I don't remember his name now. Hold on. He went he went from making the main to I don't remember his name. Hold on, I don't know half these dudes. I gotta, we gotta get some re- sort of refresher. Uh, Jesse Wetland, um, I'd be super. Pit. It's J Dub. That's gonna happen every time. Time. 
by the way. Just in case you're wondering, the last spot, Listen, that, that turn on that with a straightaway before it, if you have any chance, that's going to happen every time. I'm, I'm a fan of anything goes in the LCQ. Hanny taking Nicoletti out, eh, sorry, filthy. But watch it on tape. There's no chance, no chance he makes that pass. Zero. Zero I mean, chance. He, he went in there to make contact. But the angle he was coming in, like. I mean, if he didn't fall over, he made it happen. That's the point. He's never I, saving I, it. I don't think that he went in there like, oh, man, I got this thing. No problem. No. I mean, he, he knew what he was doing. And he had. Like, that's, you're asked, that's, that's going to happen every time. Will you please, you. Will you please watch it? I, I watched it live. Nope. Watch it from the camera angle. You were in the press I'm box. I'm just telling you, if there's a chance. If there's any no chance. chance at all, whether you make and, contact or not. And that's my point. There's no chance. No chance. If watch. there was no chance, he wouldn't have even been able to hit him. Watch it. On TV, you were behind me in the press box, and I, and I admit when I saw it in the press box, please just bear with me. Would you agree that if you if you made enough contact for both of you to go down, that that's a chance? <laughs> no, okay. no. Well, then, I, then I there's don't. nothing to argue about. That's, then, co- that's called because there, that's called. There's a dude right behind you who's going to do exactly what he did. Got a free pass to the main event. It's not like you're the only two racers on the track, and this is some sort of movie like Winners Take All. Where you got to pick the bike up and run across the finish. There's other racers on the track that will get you, which is what happened. Just look, watch it on TV. I don't know the at the race. I was like fine with it, and then I watched it on TV, and I'm like, come on, Cole. He would have been better off to sky that double, rail the turn, Mach 10, and you know try it that way. That's all. Whatever you think was. Right or wrong, I'm just telling you, and I'm, and I'm not. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just telling you for future reference, that's going to happen every time. Well, anyways, just watch it. That's all I ask. Ah, uh, there's no reason to watch it. We're good. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, what were you going to say, again about uh, uh, Will Hunt? It's so far gone now. Like <laughs> what? What are you? That was like five minutes ago. <laughs> all right. It's um, not even relevant anymore. We've moved on. Suck it, Jason Wygant. All right, well, Wigan. now you brought it back up. I was going to say, um, if people are wondering why we, we, we call Will Hahn media darling and stuff sometimes, and people say he's a good guy, I mean, fans don't probably get to act or interact with him the same way we do. And I'll give you an example of why we like Will Hahn. We did the 250 East podcast a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he listened to it, and he sent... I think it was just you and I, but not JT. But he sent a text and said, hey, guys, thanks for the cool words, and pass it on to JT as well. And I thought that was weird, considering the main theme of the podcast was, Wilson sure as hell better win this thing. It's been served up on a silver platter. He's the overwhelming favorite. Right? Yeah, I would agree that the, the general theme was like, you know. This field is weak. Wilson's know, got this thing. And very hard to win your first race and win a title, which yeah. is what Muscan and uh, Wilbur have to do. Right. So he... So I wrote back, and I was like, I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that. And he said, no, everything you're talking about are stats and facts, dude. That's cool. Like, he hasn't won a race ever before. He's had two years where he didn't even race almost at all. Wilson has won a ton of these things, almost battled for the title last year. He's like, that's just the facts, dude. At right. least you're you know, saying that I'm in the hunt. So yeah. that's, that's all we're asking. Like, I, we're not saying stuff just because – like, we didn't say Wilson is the favorite because we – think Wilson's awesome and we party with him like it's just we're just pointing out facts here we're I, not picking favorites personally I texted him and said that I called him for the title and you made me take it out like it <laughs> that's what I told him I said All I right, picked so you now he knows you're a liar so I, I, I'm 
More points for me. I said I picked you for the title, but Wygott made me take it out. I'm sorry, Wilbur. Big fan. Um, <laughs> hey, do you guys know Martin Davalos follows me on Twitter? <laughs> I just found this out yesterday. I'm blown away. It's not good. I hope that Millsaps, his buddy, teaches him the the artful stylings of how to read through tweets after a race to see what people said during it. I don't know. I was shocked. I hope so. To find this out. Shocked. Um, Zach Bell, he made it through the main event. He did crash in the heat, though. But 10th place will take it, right, JT? Yeah. Um, he, uh, is, this, is this the part where you talk shit gotta on get, He's got to get over this crashing thing. This is where you talk shit on Bodner again. I definitely have not done that. Um, but yeah, the crashing thing has got to go away. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's – I don't know. I, I haven't followed his amateur career that closely, but I was told that he crashed quite a bit then <laughs> as well. But, man, just right. for career longevity and to be in any kind of serious points chase or get consistent results, man, he's just got to – however he has to go about, you know, fixing that, it's got to happen. Right. You know, you just can't hit the ground much in Supercross without, you know, paying the price. Hey, JT, are you at the point on a daily basis, like when you wake up tomorrow morning, will there be like, ah, mm, are you already at that point in your early 30s? No, no, I don't have any pain at all. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I swear. I like, you really don't? When I wake up, I no, nothing at all. Wow. No. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, he's, what, 17 right now? I don't know. Something that, like that. 18. Something yeah. like that. So he bounces, as we saw, he bounces pretty good, but that's going to add up 10 years from now. Um, yeah, just got to make it through. Yeah, I'm impressed. I can't believe that. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, that may change. You hear, like, I hear all the time, oh, wait till you're 40 or, you know, right, 40s right. and 50s. And, and it, they're probably right. But right now, um, man, right now I feel good, which is, that was one of my, like, the, one of the things I was most thankful for is, I'm walking away and don't have things that when I wake up I'm like, oh man, I got you know I got this trick shoulder I gotta you know right. I warm even, it up before I can even do anything. I even have that, like, and I'm 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 never I didn't race nearly as much as you at all or any at your level even close, and I tore my ACL in my left knee and I got it scoped a couple times. Of course, carrying a little bit of extra weight, a few extra pounds probably doesn't help, but um, my ace my knee is sore every now and then. If it's cold outside, I get sore. And uh, my rotator yeah, cuff, there... I tore my rotator cuff, and I can feel it. If I sleep on my shoulder, I wake up, I can feel it a little bit. But but nothing like that, JT. Well, don't get me wrong. If I do something super strenuous or if I go run five miles or something, my knee will be a little bit sore the next day. But okay. generally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, generally, like if I get off a plane and you've been sitting there for a long time or, or something, no, I'm fine. Oh, okay. Feel good. Yeah. One of the lucky ones, JT. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. I'm very thankful for that. Um, why well, again? Could it could be noted that I went slow enough to where those things, you know, didn't happen like they could would other if, people. If you would ask me if I'll take these aches and pains, but I had to give up, but I can make them go away. But I had to give up my four Manitoba titles. Wouldn't do it, boys. Yeah, it's like it's like doing 55 in the far right lane of the interstate. Right. Not a lot of bad things are probably going to happen over there. <laughs> but you're going really slow. Right. Um, hey, why well, again? Um, Stephen Clark, Cairo, Georgia. Is that the yeah. British British guy? Yeah, that's 
British kid. Yep. He wrote for Suzuki City? Yeah, he's been an MTF dude. Wasn't he fast forever. at one point? Um, no, I was talking to... Um, no, no, not at all. Part of the conversation. What's, um, who is I talking about? Somebody, who, is, who came up with this? Dub Dub, of course. No, no, it wasn't Dub Dub. It was... Um, he was Shenzi. Shenzi, that's right. Shenzi, who's now with 100%, came over and he said, hey, what happened to Stephen Clark? Wasn't he like the man? Is that? I'm going to edit he was, that out. He was pretty... What's that? The 100% word. Are you serious? No. Get out of here. I'm not. I'm joking. I'm, ha, ha, oh, God, I was going to crucify you for that. Yeah. Okay, so that I'm going to force you to not edit it out if you edit it out. I will have to I will order you to put it back in. How about that? Oh wait, I just saw the Thompson pass. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, Shenzi came over. No, 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 said, stop. No, no, no. No, no, no. Stop. What? Thompson what? pass. Stop Thompson pass. You want me to talk about that? All right, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You need to say no more. Thank you. Thank you. We'll move on. My point. My point. Look, he can't. His shaggy laugh. His. He either saw a ghost with the that with was, Scooby. Or, I think I saw that at the circus when I went a couple weeks ago. It was like two. We're gonna have two clowns on motorcycles ride into these barrels and see what happens. They were going one mile an hour, and they both hit the dump blocks and fell over. But there was no chance, according to Mathis, that anything good could have come out of that. Why well, again? I still say that JT is correct. Knocking the dude down, there's at least a chance that there's like a 1% chance as opposed to the 0% chance. But he didn't have a wheel on him. No. He didn't have an opening. No. No. No, that's what I, I, he knew what he was doing. I'm just saying, when you go in there in the last turn, if you have a chance to make contact, if anything can happen, because otherwise you're getting 10th no matter what. Well, period. listen, there's something called sportsmanship in this world, JT. And, <laughs> and Jesse Wetland got shafted. With the broom handle. There was no chance. Thank you. He just said no chance. He just, well, again, just said no but, chance. But there was no chance. Well, I shouldn't say. There was a 1% chance it was going to work as opposed to no chance if you just followed him. So I guess that was no, I, 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 no. hilarious to watch. Coming to that it double. So, it reminds listen like to him laugh. J- JT, listen to him laugh. He can't stop himself. It is like flopping in soccer to be like, oh, we bumped into each other going for it. Oh, we were just going for the same line. Right. No, you were not going for the same line. <laughs> I, um, I say his chances of, you know, skying that double, railing that berm, and trying to, you no, know. I mean, no, zero percent. That's, a, no that's, probably that a, that's probably a 2% chance. Nobody made that work no. all night. Well, nobody, nobody made what Thompson did work either. So, boom. All right, Stephen Clark. Yeah, uh, Shenzi said, hey, wasn't Stephen Clark like super fast and amateur? What happened? But, nah, he was pretty good, but it wasn't like destined. I think there was right. a good chance that he was going to end up about where he's ended up. I don't feel like he's dropped off tremendously. He would get like I third. I think his first. I'm what, sorry what? to cut you off there. Um, good. I think his first moto ever, he got like a fifth. Well, that's, yeah, like. At I, Southwick. It's pretty strong. Hmm. But, yes, it definitely kind of was. Really good, and then went away, and yeah. I'm gonna check uh, my godsend in the world, the thing that I love more than my wife, the Racer X Vault. Um, I'm gonna check Stephen Clark, Stephen Clark, Stephen J Clark, Cairo, Georgia, right? Yep. Lots of dudes from Cairo. Um, he got I'm watching f- this Thompson it, pass in slow motion. I, I think it's within bounds. He got a fifth. It is comical to watch. 
it is hilarious how slow they're going and they fall over as if it was an accident and it was clearly on purpose. It was a flop. He but I say still worth doing. He got a uh, five. Thank you. Five. I disagree. Uh, ninth, JT, first ever moto, Southwick. Okay, I, I know he ran fifth for a really long yeah. time in that. And moto. and he got he's got five career top tens. Okay. In Supercross, sorry. Gotcha. Um, m- maybe more than that. Um. So, anyways, um, hey, uh, Weege, who's Mitchell Oldenburg? Yeah. Um. Kevin Kelly of DMXS made a great point. I'm going to edit that out, too. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I know that's your non-rival rival. rival. <clears throat> um, he said, this field in the East is so weak that I think Mitch Oldenburg would get 10th in the A-class at Loretta's and would also get 10th in the main event here, which is like, what, did he get 11th or something like that he last got, week? He, well, he got 11th this week, and, and after two races, he is uh, uh, 11th in the points. He went uh, nine. He got uh, 11th, uh, 12th last week, and 11th this week. Yeah, that's kind of the point. Like, I right. think we're just going to see a lot of guys like that where we're like, wow, that guy got 11th. But, yeah. And, and I, again, um, if his parents are listening to this or his girlfriend or somebody like that, they're going to be pissed off that we're saying these things. But I, I don't think he would get 11th if he was racing the West. I'm sorry. Right. If yeah. you want to tweet, suck it, at Jason Wygant next <laughs> week, that's fine. I hope I'm someone does. I hope someone does. I really do. How dare you guys? How dare you guys take the, take the credit away from these kids? That's all I'm going to say. You know what? And you're right. You're right. We're bastards. We're bastards. Cover the sport like most of the media guys do in our, in our industry. These guys are heroes. <clears throat> right. Everyone what is awesome. What should be saying is, Everyone Mitch is Goldberg's awesome. inning 11th. People should be blowing this kid up. Or Absolutely. Just, or just blowing him. Period. <laughs> you know? I, I don't want to get into... Like, we got to end this. Because we're dangerously close to getting into Mathis' favorite rant of all this season. Which is the including dudes names in your tweets so they see you blowing them over Twitter. Oh. Ooh, I don't even want to get them started, folks. Very I just, big. I just, I, am I, am I right or am I right? JT. I don't think JT's been in on this discussion. And he's going to disagree because that's what he does with me. <laughs> JT, if you were, well, you are a media guy, kind of, but nah, you know, your real job's at Western Power Sports. Do you feel like you should include the rider in your tweet about his race or his, your article you wrote about him or... Like, I guess if you want to offer him congrats, yeah, that's a. I don't feel you should even be doing that. Did you feel like? like I, I think <clears throat> so. You're just your major complaint is if they say something good about a rider, they add his Twitter name in the in the tweet. Yeah. So he sees you kissing his ass. Yeah. Or, or like um, great race, you know, at Will Hahn. Like, just say great race, Will Hahn, and guess what? If you're worthy of a follow or whatever, uh, he'll see it. You know, I guess I guess it depends on your uh, your intentions. If you're trying to congratulate him, then obviously that's the way you want to go about it. If you're just trying to be an objective journalist and make it, you know, an observation, if you will, then you know I don't think it's really necessary. But you'll, you'll never see me do it. I think it's ridiculous. You be, you I'm not, I'm not be sure if you realize it, Steve. So I'm not, not sure if you realize it, Steve. But you shouldn't be doing um, it. Yeah, why again? Thank you. But JT's here comes JT's obvious argument with me. No, I'm just saying, I'm not sure if you realize this, Steve, but all this this sport's very small. So, and, and there's not a, a ton of journalists that, you know, are, I don't want to say relevant, but at every race, let's say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, that's just how I don't think you're ever going to see any difference in that. 
everybody's friends with each I mean, other in this in this sport. That's that's the biggest problem. You're never going to get objectivity in this sport with journalism because everyone is friends with everybody. Uh, I, I like would, these journalists are broing down with these guys, and Mathis is making coffee inside the Cowie rig, and then he's eating pulled pork over at JGR or mm, whatever the hell is going pulled, on. Pulled pork. Mm. Um, yeah. No, you you got a point. Although you know, David, David, David Millsaps and I aren't going to go play catch in the park anytime soon, so we're not all yeah, friends. But I'm just saying, it, right. it doesn't. You can't be best friends with everyone. I'm just saying there is right. a lot of yeah bias just, in this sport. I just feel like uh, if you want to congratulate the guy, hey, great job by Will Hahn tonight. He wrote flawless. Don't need to tag him. You're good. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> you get my point, though. You're not going to see me write an article bashing Chad Reed. It's just not going to happen. Like my hands will not do it. So. That's just how this kind of, you know. That's what, yeah, it's a little different, though. But, but I got what you're saying, but it's a little different. Anyways, I don't, I don't want to go too much because these are, these are friends, of, friends of mine that are doing this. So We need to give JT that assignment. Yeah. Job is on the line, JT. Yeah. What's wrong yeah, with Chad Reed? Why does he suck so bad? Um, Why does he suck so bad? That's the, top, that's the title of it. Right. Uh, I can already see the headline uh, now. Reed folds in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I just, I just did it. It always goes over well, yeah. Yeah, it does. Those those headlines go over well. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, Kyle Peters is sponsored by Peters Auto Mall, and Mitchell Oldenburg is sponsored by Carl Clement Ford. Big battle, Carl Clement and Peters Auto Mall. Who will have the uh, superior dealership at the end of the season? Yes, they're competing for that same market in North Carolina and Texas right. or Oklahoma or wherever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the only guy without sponsors listed, Cole Thompson. <laughs> Canadian. Uh, come on, Cole. Let's some sponsors. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Anything else? Are, are we good? Anything Anything at all? Suck it, Pulp MX. Is that – are we are – we, yeah? I feel like we've done a good job on these pulp casts lately. Oh, sorry. What are they called? I can't even remember. What is this? This, this is not a pulp cast, uh, uh, Andy Boyer. Edit this that is, out. Edit this, that out. Yeah, this, edit that. Andy Boyer. The other stuff. Andy Boyer. <laughs> Uh, asking to help out with the with the with the pre the pre race uh, podcast JT the one that I do with you sometimes yep asking a few times to help out and we let him help out and he's looking for it on Racer X all day <laughs> and Wygant had to break the news to him ah uh, it's just Pulp Max bro <laughs> you can see the blood yeah, drain just, out of his just, face when he found that just, out just just disappointment washed over him you mean only like thirty four people are going to hear this. He did a good job, though. Andy Boyer did a good job. But he's a uh, he, he's very um, unobjective in the press box. I noticed. Oh, very much so. Yes, <laughs> very much so. There's there's no doubt who he's cheering for at any point during any race. Shoulders are back. It's, yes, he is waving them on yeah. as if they can see him <laughs> in the press box when they go over the triple. He's winding his arm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Also a fan of uh, that NASCAR driver. Um, yeah. Clint, is it? I forget, forget which one. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, best story ever, Wygant's Neighbors. Best story uh, ever about Andy Boyer, by far. There's a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, Boyer used to stay at my house, and I would just come back, you know, on Sunday nights from the races or whatever, and I didn't know what had gone down all weekend, but apparently, you know, all weekend, like, depending on how the NASCAR race <laughs> is going, stuff would be either, like, thrown in the yard or there'd be, like, partying going on because it was awesome. Just highs and lows. The neighbors could never figure out why. And they started eventually piecing it together. Like, it seems like when a NASCAR race is on, this is when the noise seems to happen, the either cheering or the pissed offness. We don't know why somebody's this into it. Yeah. You know, and I explained in my 
as you know me, unbelievably low-income house in the middle of the sticks on the top of a mountain in West Virginia because it was the cheapest place I could find, that the roommate was a NASCAR driver's brother. They, like, grew a third eye. They looked at me so cross. Like, <laughs> right. What? Royalty? What? Royalty is right over there? You mean the guy that got second last night, his brother lives here? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> He's paying like two hundred dollars a month rent. <laughs> oh, good time. Is he hiding from the police? Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and why is he smashing things? It, uh, actually, it did explain everything. Like once they right. finally wrap their head around that, they're like, "Oh, well, everything else makes sense now that I think about it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody, we'll get those tweets busy. If you're in the Moto Media, send them to those riders. Make sure they see them, and. uh <laughs> But if you write something about him fading or, you know, jumping rides, make sure you don't attach him on that one. Don't do that. Yeah, just put the number. Yeah, yeah. Just put his number. Just, you know, just don't, don't write anything like that and don't attach him to that because you wouldn't want that. All right, I can feel my, my blood boiling. Um, BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast, uh, Atlanta wrap-up brought to you by ThorMX. Uh, check about ThorMX.com. And uh, Jason Thomas in St. Louis, thank you. Jason Wygant in uh, North Carolina, thank you. I'm Steve Mathis from Las Vegas. See you guys next week. Same time, same place. See you guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.